1: The Go Huskies podcast is presented by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky Athletics and your next move.
2: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
4: the mountaineering club high atop graduate seattle Both up, this is the husky football coaches show on the washington sports network from learfield attacking and explosive is what i'd like to really think we're gonna be the husky football coaches show is brought to you by air van moving the official mover of husky football and your next move Now, alongside coach Kalen DeBoer, here's the voice of the Huskies, Tony
1: Castricone. All right, here we are for another Husky football coaches show live from the Mountaineering Club on the 16th floor of the Graduate Hotel Seattle. Coming off a win over number 18 or number 11, Michigan State. The Huskies hammer the Spartans at Husky Stadium on a, a magical night, Coach. I mean, just a night that none of us that were there will ever forget. Dogs uh, beat Michigan State 39-28 to for the final score. Get to 3-0 on the season. You're now ranked 18th in the polls. I, I know that's not necessarily stuff that you're paying attention to. Fans like that stuff, though. But, uh, man, you know, talking about our fans. Mm. 68,000 of them at Husky yeah. Stadium made that place an absolute just fun house. I mean, that was amazing.
5: Yeah, that was a home field advantage. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was definitely a home field advantage, and uh, it made a difference. It makes it makes an impact. Um, you know, it just might it, it might be a drive killer for one or two drives, maybe, you know, but that's a difference in a game, you know, yeah. um, and especially if it's early and uh, just how it affects the momentum. And so, uh, you know it's hard it's just hard to communicate when you're a quarterback everything is just so much more work when the crowd is that loud and you're trying to run an offense and so um, it was awesome uh, gave our guys a lot of uh, just like juice and I think uh, it was I'm glad it, that we gave him a You know, some things to cheer about early on in the game, too. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, So, a a great atmosphere at Husky Stadium. We'll have another great atmosphere this weekend as the Dogs host Stanford coming up at 730 on Saturday night. We'll talk about that matchup with the Cardinal a little bit later on. But uh, coming up next with Coach, we'll talk and and recap the Michigan State win. A a great win for the Huskies. First non-conference home win over a ranked Power 5 team. Uh, since 2001. Big time win for the Dogs. Hey, if you're in town for the game, visit visit Graduate Seattle, a handcrafted hotel in the heart of the U District. From panoramic views of our rooftop bar to our pet-friendly Art Deco digs, Graduate Seattle is the smartest place to stay. For Husky fans, check us out at graduatehotels.com. We'll continue with Coach Kalen DeBoer after this from RET Physical Therapy.
6: Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists, a proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and
1: trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans in the game. In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington Faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017.
4: This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. Red Hook is proud to be the official
7: craft beer of University of Washington Athletics and wants to remind fans that Red Hook Brew Lab is your ultimate game day destination. Located in the heart of Capitol Hill, less than five miles from campus, Brew Lab features 16 taps on draft, including your Red Hook favorites like Big Ballard Imperial IPA and Storm Surge Hazy IPA. Plus, a new and exciting food menu this fall you will not want to miss. With two patios, 10 big screen TVs, and game day specials, there's plenty of room for your whole crew all season long. Red Hook, the hardest working beer in the fridge. Please enjoy responsibly. It's time to bring the big game to your backyard. With
8: battery power made by Steel. Our AK Homeowner System battery tools start at just $199.99. Find yours at over 10,000 local dealers. Steel is a proud supporter of your Washington Huskies. Real Steel. Find yours. All prices SNWSRP.
9: trying to change the play. Michigan State's offense can't hear the call as the clock ticks down at 10.40 to go. Washington 16, Michigan State nothing. Five on the play clock. Snap the thorn. Back to pass. Under pressure. He gets hit. He gets dropped. He gets sandwiched by a couple of purple-wearing dogs. Foy Tanufi, Zion 240.
1: oh how fun was that on saturday night i mean you could hear how loud that crowd was as the huskies get a 39 28 win over michigan state We're here with head coach calen DeBoer on the husky football coaches show coach i i just love like hearing that crowd in the background and, and going back into that place going back into that moment and and just feeling what that was like like it gives me goosebumps
5: yeah i'm not 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 lying here tony i uh you did a great job calling the play. That's what I was listening to. <laughs> was the crowd uh, I was sitting there? And, and uh, you know when you're you're in the moment and you're coaching and you're looking and talking and thinking about what's going on. I mean, you know it's loud, um, but there is a part where too you're just you're just watching and uh, really trying to focus. And so. Um, hearing that just now, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was crazy.
1: That's all you Husky Nation showing up, Absolutely. sixty-eight thousand on hand at Husky Stadium as the dogs Absolutely. get loud, get rowdy, and built a huge halftime lead and route to a thirty-nine twenty-eight win over Michigan State. This is the Husky Football Coaches Show live from the Mountaineering Club on the sixteenth floor of the Graduate Hotel, Seattle, and want to remind you, the 18th-ranked Huskies kick off the Pac-12 slate against Stanford this Saturday. Local band Citrus will be performing live in the zone starting at 6.30 p.m. Make your way to the greatest setting as we celebrate 100 years of the Husky mascot and we cheer on the dogs. Visit GoHuskies.com slash tickets to secure your seats today. Hey, Coach, these fast starts, I mean, they they seem to make all the difference in the world. You've had 16 first-half possessions so far this year. Twelve of them have been for touchdowns, and as we just kind of continue to evolve offensively into what this team's ultimately going to be, these fast starts continue to put the opponents behind the eight ball.
5: Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. It's one of the it's it's something we have a pyramid uh, for our program, and a lot of it has to do with you know character uh, development, and um, you know there's there's goals at the top, um, but in, in the middle we have. A piece where it says start fast, middle late, and finish strong. Hmm. And uh, every single day when we come to practice, you know, I'm yelling start fast, start fast. You know, from the from the time we uh, start our stretch to walk through, um, we have a period the first five minutes every Tuesday and during fall camp it was every day where it's offense versus defense for five minutes and we're just up and down the field a couple times and uh, just trying to start fast. You know, just it don't matter how many you know i mean we're warmed up body wise but uh hey there's no excuses like we need to be able to step out there right now and roll the ball out and play and uh get our minds right communicate and do all those things and both sides of the ball are doing that and obviously like you said you're you know from an offensive standpoint um 12 of the 16 being touchdowns super proud of the guys understanding the game plan going in executing going to make those uh plays you know Jalen mcmillan's uh, catch uh, that he had in the first drive uh, you know I mean that's a great throwing great catch guys just going out and making plays
1: I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I wanted to ask you you know I mean everybody's going to remember the the turnover some of the sacks the scoring plays obviously what are a few plays from this game outside of those maybe some some plays that that don't stand out in 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 uh, so obviously, but but you knew that was a critical play in order to either keep a drive going or, or, or get a stop defensively.
5: You know, from a coach's standpoint, the critical plays are always the ones that went the wrong way, right? You okay, know, right. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. uh, no, like that was... Uh,
1: I'll give uh, you one. I, Roma Dunze, okay, so it's third and 10. We're at our own one-yard line, right? Michael Penix taking a shotgun in the end zone. And he throws yeah. this dart to Adunze for 29 yards that, you know, I, I, the timing on that ball was unbelievable. Yeah, the,
5: the uh, yeah. And I'll come back to that second. But the, the fourth down conversion, and, again, it's a fourth down, so I don't know if this falls in your category. But we ran uh, – we went for it, man. We knew we were going for it. We were in that zone. Even on second down, we knew we were going to go for it. Mm, wow. And so Coach Grubb had a couple chances knowing that he's going to get a, a chance at fourth down, a crack at it. And the ball, I just remember seeing it happen right in front of me, Jalen McMillan coming out of his break to the sideline. And I saw him come out of his break. And Michael, when I looked at Michael, the ball was already out of his hand. And I was almost worried that it, he threw on too good of timing. And that, I mean, you know, Jalen had to snap his head around. And yeah. it was such a great catch. Timing was just uh, immaculate. But, you know, that, that play you're talking about, roam out of the back of the end zone, you know, that is hard um and that that, that's part of the reasons why we go for it you know the statistics show you that even if you don't score inside the three yard line going in your chances of scoring compared to the other team who's trying to get out of their own end zone whether it be from a safety or the next drive Mm -hmm. okay or a touchdown that you may get on a turnover Mm -hmm. okay your chances of scoring are greater than theirs and if you look at what happened you know we got we did score on our one yard on the one yard line twice but the very next play is safety yep so then they have to kick from their own 20 we get the ball to 50
1: great field position and
5: so then you know we go on and score so to me that's 9 points yeah. you know if they're not backed up if, if if you kick the field goal you get 3 points mm-hmm. but they're going to get the ball out on the 20 to 30 yard line probably right. you know and and uh, the next time you get it you're going to be at least on your own 30 40, you know 20 yard line so yeah. those percentages uh, just are so for you Uh, When you're uh, down in there deep and you know the next series um, They're thrown out of their end zone uh, when they're backed up and we get an interception and we get You know we unfortunately didn't get a touchdown. We got a field goal out of it, which Mm -hmm. made it a 25 point game But Mm -hmm. that was amazing play, you know, and that's something we work on a lot I mean a lot the the throw that Michael made to Rome and how he had to flip his hips and it was a little bit low Uh, but man Rome you know that was a huge, huge play, huge play for us, because uh, punting when you're that deep in your own territory, I mean that's that's sketchy. I mean that, the other team's gonna get the ball probably on the forty, you know, your own on, on our forty. Yeah. That's you right. know, so uh, by the time it's all said and done, so huge play.
1: Yeah. Plus those punters, the snaps to the punter can get crazy, and it's it's only nine yards to go to block the yeah. kick. I mean it's it's all kinds of tough in those situations. But you brought up going for it and and, and getting stopped at the one yard line. The thing was, after those plays, when Michigan State... So you're at home, and you're the closed end on both of those. I mean, it was so loud as Michigan State's trying to operate at their own one-yard yeah. line. And it seemed like... I don't know if it was just the way the guys were jumping into their three-point stance or whatever, but it seemed like your defense smelled blood in the water when in, in those situations, knowing that they had the Spartans backed up. Well,
5: it's two things. We talk about... Um, response to adversity and our adversity was we didn't score and the defense needed to pick us up and uh, that's that's their job no matter if we're back if uh, it's a sudden change like we had a couple weeks ago at the end of the half or you know we don't score on the one yard line like it happened on Saturday but that along with just knowing like we got them really deep in their territory and a play like that could happen if we just really get after it and, I mean it There's another level of strain that I think was happening, and uh, you know we push them right in the backfield. The running back falls down, slips, and uh, you know it's a safety.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, I thought one of the biggest plays in this game, well, biggest drive in this game is you jump out to this great 22 nothing lead, and the Michigan State finally does something positive. Like they're able to get on the board. They get the two point conversion as well. It makes it a 14 point game, and you've only got what like a minute and a half Mm -hmm. to operate. And yet you do it confidently, just boom right down the field. And I almost was getting a little antsy, you know, on, on maybe the final play there that that clock was ticking a little bit and uh, on a couple of those final snaps as it was winding down, winding down. But Michael knew exactly where the clock was, knew where Jalen Polk was to find that touchdown and go in with a three-score lead.
5: Yeah, the uh, it was we were in a little bit of tricky territory there when we had the fourth down and we called timeout. I think there was thirty seconds left. And, uh, you know, because if you don't get it, you're just far enough out to where, you know, they might get two plays and right. be able to kick a field goal and get some points on the board. Now they're adding to their momentum. But, um, I mean, Coach Grubb and uh, the offense did a great job. I felt great about the play call when we are in the timeout. Um, it's a long, long field goal. You punt and it goes in the end zone. It's like a 15-yard net, you know. So yep. it just made too much sense to, to not just go for it. And, uh, you know, we hit the delay to Culp, and all of a sudden he's off and running. Um, and then, you know, like you said, Michael getting outside the pocket, and there was a part of me, you know, was like, throw it away, throw it away. <laughs> I think I might have even said it once, and no, he was not <laughs> going to hear me because it's way too loud, but I know I was thinking it. Um, but he did, he did such a good job of keeping his eyes on field, and I know he was totally aware of the clock situation. Put the ball, I mean, you know, that play was a lot closer um, there's a defender underneath. That's a, that play was a lot closer, and you know, that's what Mike does. He's done such a, good, such a good job of getting balls over defenders and, yeah. and in those lanes, and um, with touch on that one, um, and letting Jalen just go run underneath of it.
1: Yeah, because Jalen had his man beat, but you're right. I mean, there was there was some there was some traffic there yeah. underneath on the play, yeah. and so, man, I mean, at, at that moment, the fireworks going out of the scoreboard. The stadium is just losing it. And uh, everybody's thrilled to be up by 21 points going to the locker room. Mm-hmm. How do you manage that locker room and, and, and go into that atmosphere and be like, all right, guys, great job, 30 more minutes still to go before we get this big win?
5: Yeah. Um, you know when you're facing a team like this, uh, I mean, just like they'd done at the end of the half, and we also knew that they were going to get the ball to start the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And so that 21-point lead could be less, and it ended up being that. They came out of the locker room, had a nice drive. Um, again, our response to adversity, we've we responded. But we, we uh, the middle eight, I referred to start fast in the middle eight. The middle eight is the last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second. And um, at that time, I think it would have been 7-7. Seven, seven. Mm-hmm. And in the four minutes uh, before, and the four minutes going into the third quarter, uh, you know, we uh, we ended up tying 14-14. So we didn't necessarily win it. But I thought because of our response to what they were doing, um, we shut down the momentum that they had both times. and. Um, after that, you know, going through the rest of the third quarter, you know, it was kind of back on back on our side and on our terms.
1: Yeah. I know you take 24 hours to celebrate before you move on and get really focused on the next week's opponent. What were those 24 hours like, though? I mean, it, it just a, a lot of guys being able to kind of look at all the hard work and be like, hey, this is – this is where we're at right now. I mean, we're actually at a really good spot. We, we want to get better. We want to win championships, but but we've come a long way here in a short amount of time.
5: Yeah, and I think a lot of that was probably Saturday night. Yeah. You know, that kind of feeling, that kind of thought. I mean, when we got back and the players are back in, it's you know they come in at two fifteen in the afternoon on Sunday. Uh, the players do, and you know we're rolling into meetings, and now we're being critical of those situations sure. and learning the lessons from the game, and so. Uh, You know, we're kind of moving on already at that point. And, uh, you know, there's a declaration that's kind of made when we're finishing the practice like, hey, okay, now this thing is definitely over. Um, You know, the hard part for the guys is, uh, you know, you have more interviews on Tuesday and Wednesday and, and, you know, talk about the game, um, you know, and so there's still those things that keep happening, you know, whether it be local or or national media even, you know, and so, you know that's part of it uh you know the hype of uh, what we did is really cool and that's what you live for right i mean that's why you work and why you do what you do is uh, to to be able to to have that excitement around our program but um we've i think the guy's have done a really good job um and it, I, don't, I don't know if it's gonna be as much about you know us not uh be able to respond uh and, and uh move forward as much as this week's about you know stanford's got a good football team yeah you know and i think uh they're one-on-one. Um, they took care of business their first game. And so I know we're going to talk about that here in a little bit. But um, that it's very deceiving, I think, uh, if you really look at the drive charts and the things that happen against USC uh, of what we're going to be facing this weekend.
1: Yeah, let's talk about the Stanford Cardinal when we come back in a moment. We are live from the Graduate Seattle Mountaineering Club on the 16th floor. Beautiful views of downtown and Husky Stadium as the dogs get ready to fill that place up on Saturday night at 730 against Stanford. That's coming up after this from Course Light.
10: Saturdays are made for football, and when the game is on, we're finally off. <laughs> Off-duty, offline, out of office. A correct Coors Light is our do-not-disturb message to the world. On game day, we don't think about the 9-5, to five, but worry about the 4th and 1. So this Saturday, grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. Coors Light. Mountain-cold refreshments. Made to chill. Proud partner of Husky Athletics. 2021 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
2: Hello, dog fans. AstroTurf, the icon that invented their industry, is thrilled to provide the stage for all the exciting moments that will occur at Husky Stadium this football season. AstroTurf's distributor in the Pacific Northwest, Coast to Coast Turf, is excited to bring a premium playing surface to Husky Stadium with the AstroTurf Root Zone 3D3 Blend Synthetic Turf System, offering supreme safety, durability, innovation, and reduced maintenance. Coast to Coast Turf, serving the Pacific Northwest and AstroTurf, the brand, since 1965. This is the Washington Sports Network
4: from Learfield.
6: Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists. A proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for
1: keeping Huskies fans in the game. In purple rain and golden sunshine, fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington Faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017. Two men motioning from left to right, three right to left. There's a snap to Penix. Penix in the pocket, throws near side. It's caught right at the
9: pylon. Is he in? Yes. Two arms up for Wayne Talapapa. Touchdown, Huskies, as Cal.
1: And another amazing throw by Michael Penix on that play. I, Ryan Grubb talked about that quite a bit at the press conference, but uh, head coach Kalen DeBoer, that was uh, w- one of the more amazing throws of the season, I thought, Michael Penix to his running back out of the backfield. You
5: know, what's really cool is uh, there's so many plays that are happening that are indicative of the things we either practice as drills or the way it happened in the plays that we run in practice. You know, just um not to give away too many things of what we do but we we work on throwing back shoulder we work on throwing fade stops we work on throwing you know and uh you know guys like jalen polk who we're gonna be with here just a little bit i mean i can think the week before of how many he caught and roma dunze catches one that's thrown behind him and michael is so good at putting the ball in those spots and now our guys are actually envisioning that, I think, sometimes hmm. as it's happening, like, okay, this is where the defender's at. This is the space. This is where he's going to throw it. I'm ready for it, you know. And they're not predetermining it, but they're they're alert. And uh, Mike's just so accurate with the ball, and that was, a, that was an amazing throw. I mean, for a running back to be able to get his hands up that fast and snap that thing, he that, snapped it that was impressive for Wayne, too. And yeah. He just – kind of casually kept his feet in bounce and crossed the goal line. You know, I mean, it just
1: happened so fast. It did. It happened in a flash. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to number two about, you know, uh, some of those passes from Pennix here coming up in the next segment. But right now we got to talk Stanford, Coach. Um, they're coming off a bye week. And they have historically kind of had the Huskies number here over the last decade or so. David Shaw is actually 5-1 and one against ranked Husky teams. And they've had a three-game winning streak against us in games where we're ranked. And so, yes, we got them last year down at the farm, but uh, man, they have been some Husky spoilers over the years. Yeah, I
5: I already was uh, alerted even before I left the the stadium on Saturday night, you know, what everyone's worried about, just like we are, you know, is moving ahead and and making the most out of uh, the next game too. But when I start going through all the things that you just said, not knowing the history going back more than maybe a couple of years, um, I put it out for the team on Sunday. You know, win, loss, and all these games, and yeah. and uh, I went back, I think, 14 years, and you probably could go. I know you could go back many more than that, but uh, yeah, there's uh, there's certainly a, a strong uh, rivalry, and uh, you know, there's a there's a there's been games that definitely should have been. On paper, at least, won by by us, and we got to be ready because they're a good football team coming in here on Saturday.
1: Yeah, uh, I I, I want to ask a little bit about you know this specific Stanford team because, you know, David Shaw, you know, built kind of an elite brand coming off of what Jim Harbaugh had done and and had uh, New Year's Six bowl games in four of his first five years there. You look back in the last four seasons, they're 12 and 20. They've, they've kind of lost a little bit of their mojo, but they're 2 and 1 against us. What what have you seen as of late out of the Stanford program that, that still always seems to recruit really well? Yeah, I mean, well,
5: first of all, you know, a coach like Coach uh, Shaw, I mean, he's just, um, I mean, he, it's so impressive what he's done over a long term, uh, just uh, finding ways to win. And that's, you know, obviously building the culture first and sustaining that and knowing who you want to be. Um, a lot of crossover film, probably in the 17, 18 um, that I remember. 19, I wasn't necessarily seeing crossover film. But uh, in the 2020, there wasn't because it was a shortened season for you playing all mm-hmm. conference games. Right. But um, I do think that what you're seeing this year um, is some adjustments being made schematically and in their system uh, conceptually that uh, shows like you know a um you know we need to keep evolving and uh, offensively a lot more rpo uh you know and they're doing some things uh similar to like maybe like what wake forest would do where they really ride it down in there yeah and uh man it puts a, your defenders in conflict uh and they had a lot of success in big running lanes against usc um and then defensively you know making some adjustments with the front and, and what they're doing there you know um, as far as how many guys they play you know down in their stance and on the line of scrimmage and you know more of a four two five defense so making some adjustments there and uh you know as they go through the season i'm sure that their team gets more and more familiar but you can see that uh um it's, it's been some things that uh caught you know usc in particular off guard
1: yeah um gosh where do we start there okay so you're talking about the rpo game tanner mckee their quarterback mm-hmm. one of the highest uh, recruited guys in in all of college football and yes he's a sophomore but but has been on his two-year mission. He's a little bit of a older, more mature quarterback and, and has the size, has the NFL arm. No question. And has targets that are like basketball players. 6'5", 6'6", 6'3". You know, so... How difficult does defending the RPO game get when they can just suddenly sling it to, to that that much size?
5: Yeah, and, and what RPOs do a lot of times they get you one on ones, right? So now, you know the defender that's in conflict uh, that's taking on the run or coming stepping up, and you know you got to have some answers to that. And we will, but uh, you know he stops he's coming up to stop the run, and now that's a one on one opportunity, and not just not just the catch, but you know these big guys falling ahead for yards, breaking tackles, and things like that you know um but yeah they've, they've done a nice job and uh you know i saw the run game uh you know you're if you play the pass and get some help you know you're leaving an extra gap in the box because you're short you know somewhere and um it's a numbers game you know i've always tell our offense and you know there's only 11 guys that they can put on defense well now you're experiencing that when you go against it and, the, and they're doing the rpos you know yeah. so and then you get mckee i mean he just he can sling it he can throw it everywhere and Anytime you have a quarterback, as we see right now, um, you got a chance to put up some points and, and be in the game. You know, and he's a composed guy. that has got experience, and you know, um, certainly has done a nice job. It, you know, interception here and there. Got balls got tipped. A couple of balls have gotten tipped. You know, and uh, first uh, two drives of uh, the USC game. You know, um, tip ball, and then the next one down the two yard line. Kind of a jump ball that got popped up in the air, and then. Uh, you know, other than that, he was rolling up and down the field with those guys uh, against USC two weeks ago.
1: Yeah. So Stanford statistically is dead last in the country with in turnover issues. I mean, they, they've really had problems with that. There's a couple different ways to look at that. I mean, if if they just take care of the ball a little bit better, they're they're going they're going to have a lot more success than they've had so far. And they're already off to this one and one start. I mean, they've they've kind of shot themselves in the foot with a lot of their drives. But to your to your point, other than those plays, they've been very effective offensively so far.
5: Yeah, and there might be a little bit to that, too. When you're doing an RPO and you're throwing the ball, uh, you know, you, you, there's really one guy you're throwing to. And if you don't win, you know, lot, there isn't necessarily one. But depends on what your RPO is. They do some where they got to pick a side yet even on that RPO. But that guy's got to win. And, again, a couple of the interceptions have been off tip balls. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so – well, uh, we just got to cause some problems and, you know, get our hands up. I've seen some batted balls when you run RPOs and batted balls, you know, because you're not as far deep uh, on your drop. And, uh, you know, just got to try to make sure we cause some chaos in the backfield, make life uh, uncomfortable for the quarterback. You know, that's always the goal.
1: Yeah. David Shaw's got this statistic. He's he's 81-7 in his career when leading at the half. Obviously, it's always good to get out to a fast start. We just got done talking about that with the Michigan State game. But does it – does it – feel more important to get out to a fast start in this game? Or is that, no, it's just always it's always important to get out to a fast yeah, start.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think that stat is going to be pretty indicative. I mean, Jalen's just sitting here down with us right now, and I mean, there's a stat, when we talk about starting fast, there's a stat that we show, and I think I even said it last week on the show, is is 85%, it's 84.5% of the games from, I know, 2016 to 2020. The team that was leading at halftime won. That's right, you did and say And so, that right. 81 and 7 is not far off of that. That's right. And so, um, you know, I think that's going to be pretty consistent across the board with teams who are leading at halftime.
1: Yeah, so should be a fun one this yeah. weekend. Washington yep. and Stanford, yep. uh, the all-time series, Washington
5: 44. 44, 44 and 4. That's right. <laughs> Already told the team.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep. brought to you by yep. the number 4. That's uh, <laughs> unbelievable. But uh, yep. the 93rd meeting ever yep. of Washington and Stanford. First met in 1893, our oldest conference rival. Uh, the Stanford Cardinal. All right, coming up next, we're going to have Jalen Polk, number two. He's sitting next to me right now. He's going to throw a headset on, and we'll talk to him on the Husky Football Coaches Show after this word from UW Medicine.
3: For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you, That in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care.
7: Brown Family Vineyards is a proud partner of University of Washington Athletics. Founded by Husky grad Andrew Brown, this family-owned winery is committed to world-class production with its roots in Walla Walla, the heart of Washington wine country. With more than 100 critical scores of 90-plus points, every decision made, from the vineyard to the bottle, reflects a commitment to premium Washington State wine of exceptional quality and assures seller-worthy vintages that stand the test of time. Stop by one of Brown's tasting rooms in downtown Walla Walla, Seattle's historic Pioneer Square, or Tacoma's Proctor District now through the end of September, and mention Husky Athletics to receive a complimentary
4: flight with any purchase of a full price one. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
2: Hello, Dog fans. AstroTurf, the icon that invented their industry, is thrilled to provide the stage for all the exciting moments that will occur at Husky Stadium this football season. AstroTurf's distributor in the Pacific Northwest, Coast to Coast Turf, is excited to bring a premium playing surface to Husky Stadium with the AstroTurf RootZone 3D3 Blend Synthetic Turf System, offering supreme safety, durability, innovation, and reduced maintenance. Coast to Coast Turf, serving the Pacific Northwest and AstroTurf, the brand, since 1965. In purple rain and golden sunshine,
1: fall Saturdays at Husky Stadium have been home to generations of loyal dog fans. For Washington Faithful, there is no other place like home than on the shores of Montlake. As the official mover of Washington Husky football, Airvan Moving and Storage takes great pride in delivering the Huskies home for another dream season at Husky Stadium. We're also proud to serve the moving needs of Husky families as they move to their new homes and begin their own dream seasons. On your next move, look to the official mover of the Huskies to help meet all your personal shipping needs. Visit us today at airvanmoving.com or contact us direct at 1-800-681-9017.
4: This is the Washington Sports Network
1: from Learfield. They're going to run a play here. Snap to Penix. Penix
9: looks. little pump fake. Now rolls out to the left. Penix is going to throw toward the end zone. Wide open. Jalen Ball. He got it. Touchdown, Washington. With four seconds left before halftime. Sound off the siren scoreboard and the dogs have a three touchdown lead heading into the intermission against the 11th ranked team in the country
1: that right there was the air van move of the game brought to you by air van moving the official mover of Husky football and your next move one of three touchdown receptions for the Pac-12 freshman of the week Jalen Polk Jalen Thanks for joining us. How does it feel to be referred to as the Pac-12
11: freshman of the week when you're in your third year in college? Uh, It's it's a great feeling, you know. uh, I had millions of questions of wondering, like, how is that possible and and the whole process throughout that. But it's a great feeling.
1: Well, uh, I always wonder, with these sort of awards and stuff like that, I mean, do you do you get anything like do they send you a certificate a plaque uh you know uh, is it just a pat on the back like how's how's this work
11: uh honestly you know they, they haven't sent anything um, I've, I've seen it over social media and stuff uh-huh. like that you know uh it's, it's a great feeling but you know I, I try to just you know stay focused and, and stay within the team and you know uh, i appreciate those uh opportunities and stuff like that but you know i'm all about the team
1: yeah understood understood it. it seems like this is a team full of guys that have been all about the team. And and obviously, that has a lot to do with this 3-0 start. It it at least appears that way to me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, let's talk about you a little bit. Uh, A Texas kid, and uh, in your recruiting, I was diving into it a little bit, looks like you had 16 scholarship offers coming out of high school. You, You start your career at Texas Tech during the pandemic season, but 16 scholarship offers from eight different conferences, four from the Big 12, two from the Big 10, you get exactly none from the West Coast. You, you did get a Pac-12 offer from Arizona. but So that's where you're getting recruited to. How the heck a year later do you end up at the University of Washington? You got to tell me the story about how you end up in the Pacific Northwest after that.
11: Uh, Texas Tech, you know, is a, is a great place. And, you know, I had a plan from the beginning whenever uh, I made that decision to go to Texas Tech. And after that, you know, my plan, uh, was to eventually, if it didn't go how I wanted to go, um, go to another school. And you know, it was a hard decision to make. And I made a lot of friends, uh, have a lot of great relationships with. You know, the coaching staffs, and uh, still to this day, you know, Coach Matt Wills. And you know, it, it was a, it was a great time there. And uh, before I came, Caleb uh, Berry, one of my cousins, mm, um, right. was here, mm-hmm. and he kind of like put in word for me, and. Uh, a couple of guys at UW ended up leaving that receiver, so that kind of opened up doors for me. And uh, I had the opportunity, and I just took full advantage of it. this. This is a great place to be, a great university, a great team uh, full of brothers, you know, a brotherhood organization, uh, a, great, a great team as far as coaches and, and Jen Collins.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Well, so you end up at UW. And, you know, going into 2021, you you and I, we've talked on the air about your injury before, so I don't want to get too much into that. But, you know, that game against Montana, you get seriously hurt. You have to go into surgery that day, maybe even while the game is still going on. And I I just kind of wonder if you can put yourself back in in, in, in that moment of of coming out of surgery, you wake up in the hospital, could you have imagined that 12 months later you'd be – where you are right now. Three touchdown catches, national TV against Michigan State. You're on this team. It's off to this 3-0 star. You're number 18 in the
11: country. You know, I, I believe in, in preparation. And I had a group of guys on that team that, that lifted me up every single day. And I was able to fight through those things that, that I was dealing with. And it made everything so much easier. So to be able to just bounce back from that, you know, I had the support from my teammates that, that I was able to uh, come back and, and be better and stronger.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Were there were there moments in that comeback that were hard, or, or maybe what was
11: the hardest thing about that comeback for you? I think the hardest thing was just not being able to be out there and and playing the, playing the game with them, and just seeing everything that was going on within the season, and and not being able to, to have a, a input out there on the field, but you know. Not being out there, I did everything that I could outside of the field, on the sidelines, you know, cheering on my teammates, picking each other up, just being a, a great leader.
1: Well, I, I know he did that, Coach. I mean, I, I was kind of worried he might hurt himself again because he, he, he had his arm in that sling and he had a towel in the, other hand, arm, or in the other hand and he was running up and down the sideline. Just, I mean, literally a, a, a cheerleader out there wearing that number 12 last year.
5: There was, uh, there was so many people – when we got here as a staff in December, it just you know kept referring to Jalen as being that guy, you know, just a leader, a guy with juice and energy, optimism, positive, and you know, just all those great character traits that you want. And you know, that's obviously what he's uh, what he's been, who he is, and uh, you know, we've seen that each and every day. And it's uh, it's a blessing to certainly have him on this football team.
1: Yeah, uh, I remember watching after practice one time, you out there with goggles on trying to catch tennis balls out of the jugs machine with the one good hand that you had, the one good arm that you had. And I just remember seeing how focused you were on what you were doing, the hop in your step. You didn't look like a guy that was like feeling sorry for yourself at all. You looked like a guy that was like intently focused on trying to catch that little green tennis ball with that one good hand that you have. Do you remember being in that and like just – What it was like to kind of do those non football exercises to kind of keep yourself sharp. What was that like for you?
11: It was tough, you know. Uh, You know, one thing that that Coach DeBoer and the staff speaks a lot about is, you know, adversity and understanding that adversity is always going to be at the door every single day and you have to be ready for it. So I knew that you know, adversity was going to eventually come. And when adversity came, I knew that I had to keep my poison and keep going each and every day and prepare it as if I was going out there and playing every weekend.
1: It's more fun catching footballs than tennis balls, though, isn't it? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, so. yeah. probably yeah. a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Did you get pretty good at that? Like, I mean, were there, were there little skills that you picked up uh, through the process of having to do modified workouts because of the collarbone injury that you had?
11: Yeah, it was. it was a lot of – Uh, hand and eye coordination, uh, especially with the goggles. You know, it makes the football a lot lot smaller. And of course, with the tennis balls, you have to really keep your eyes on it and and move your eyes and and get your hand to the ball. So uh, a lot of eye and hand coordination. So they told us
1: after your injury that it was a season-ending injury. How did you take that news? Because it turned out it wasn't a season-ending injury. It turned out that you beat all the experts uh, prognosis in getting back out on the field?
11: Just being passionate and, and trusting my Lord and Savior, you know. Uh, I trust Him throughout the whole way and, you know, of course, you know, doctors and everybody's going to say this and that. If, if you just trust the process and, and, and believe that, you know, if the, the preparation and the hard work and, and that you put in as far as, like, treatment, you know, just the small little things, you know, it, it'll help. And that, it did.
1: That, yeah, it did. That's awesome. That's great to hear. A little story. So, going into the Colorado game, my wife we, we had our baby that week, and, and I didn't go to Colorado with you. Uh, and so, I'm sitting in the hospital holding my son. He's three days old, and I'm listening to the radio. And uh, Elise was doing the play-by-play, and she said, Jalen Polk's coming to the game. I said, what? Jalen Polk's in the game. And then a 55-yard touchdown catch in that game at colorado it was a pretty big play uh, in that game what was it like in that moment to realize that you're back like like not only have you been through this but you've come out the other end and here you are in your first game back making a huge play on the road
11: just being able to go out there and again with with my teammates knowing that the season was coming to an end and going out there and having an opportunity to make a play you know, coming on that sideline, it, it was a, it was emotional, and I can remember just uh, Taj Davis just being there right with me, and you know, me kind of like getting really emotional and, and tearing up a little bit. You know, it it, it warms my heart because you know you you, you get that opportunity and, and not knowing if you're gonna be able to come back in the season or not, and it was just a great feeling. It seems like love
1: is is a pretty big motivator uh, in in a lot of the things that you do. Um, can you kind of Talk a little bit about just that brotherhood that that you've you've already touched on a little bit, but just how important that was, and kind of getting you to where you are now, and how that uh, that motivates you guys to not just work for your own success, but for the
11: success of the whole. You know that that brings the team together as one, and if you want to win games and, and be able to go far, I feel like the brotherhood is is important, and you know it, there's a relationship that's being built every single day that's that's going to be last a lifetime Mm -hmm. so just taking advantage of those relationships that that are being built in that locker room because we're around each other every single day you know those guys are like are like blood family you know and me not being around my family every day just being all the way on the other side of the united states you know I'm big on family, so, yeah. you know, this is my family. This is who I am. This is this is
1: everything. That's awesome. Well, when we come back, uh, I want to hear more from Jalen. I want to hear a little bit about kind of the re-recruitment process. You know, there was a, a change. You guys had to get to know each other. You decided to stay at the U-Dub. I want to hear a little bit about that. I want to hear what you, Coach, saw on film that made you think, yeah, I want number two to be part of what we're going to do, and uh, that led us to where we are right here, 3-0 and heading into this game against the Stanford Cardinal. That's when the Husky Football Coaches Show continues in a moment after this word from Red Hook.
7: Red Hook is proud to be the official craft beer of University of Washington Athletics and wants to remind fans that Red Hook Brew Lab is your ultimate game day destination. Located in the heart of Capitol Hill, less than five miles from campus, Brew Lab features 16 taps on draft, including your Red Hook favorites like Big Ballard Imperial IPA and Storm Surge Hazy IPA. Plus, a new and exciting food menu this fall you will not want to miss. With two patios, 10 big screen TVs, and game day specials, there's plenty of room for your whole crew all season long. Red Hook, the hardest working beer in the fridge. Please enjoy responsibly.
8: It's time to bring the big game to your backyard. With battery power made by Steel. Our AK Homeowner System battery tools start at just 199 dollars Find yours at over 10,000 local dealers. Steel is a proud supporter of your Washington Huskies. Real Steel. Find yours. All prices
4: SNWSRP. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
3: For over 60 years, UW Medicine has been here for you, for your family, for our community. Today, we're still the only healthcare system in Washington directly connecting care with a top-rated medical school and a research powerhouse. It's our continuing promise to you that in times of joy, times of hope, times of uncertainty, you will always receive a higher degree of health care. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care.
2: Hello Dog fans, AstroTurf, the icon that invented their industry, is thrilled to provide the stage for all the exciting moments that will occur at Husky Stadium this football season. AstroTurf's distributor in the Pacific Northwest, Coast to Coast Turf, is excited to bring a premium playing surface to Husky Stadium with the AstroTurf Root Zone 3D3 Blend Synthetic Turf System, offering supreme safety, durability, innovation, and reduced maintenance. Coast to Coast Turf, serving the Pacific Northwest and AstroTurf, the brand, since 1965.
1: Penix out of the gun, too wide to the right. There's a snap. Penix, slam pattern, caught,
9: touchdown. Jalen Polk held on to it while being absolutely decked on the play. And the Huskies find Painter first right down the field. They go the length of the field, 77 yards, to put the first six points of the ball game on the board.
1: Got to start fast. Coach is always saying, got to start that, fast. That
5: was, that was a really great play by J.P. And, uh, I an mean, awesome throw. Um, it was an RPO of our own, um, run-pass option, and uh, you know he, he beat his man. And, but you know when you're down in there that tight, uh, the confines are mm-hmm. are close. You know, and I mean there's hands swatting across, and the ball just misses a hand, and you got to focus on the ball and guy dragging you dragging you down at the same
1: time. So that was a huge play and a great catch. Put you on the board first, and, and Jalen. I, I know that coach was saying. You're always talking about start fast, start fast, start fast. To have that early touchdown in such a big game, get you guys that early 6 nothing lead, what was it like to kind of celebrate that with your teammates?
11: It was awesome. It was awesome just to see the, those guys go out there and start fast immediately. You know, we, we rep that every single day, just going out, starting fast, you know. And, and we believe that that's, that's very important to getting the game going and also coming back after halftime and starting fast as well. So. You know, we want to keep that going throughout the whole year and and keep it up. This is the Husky
1: Football Coaches Show, live at the Graduate Hotel's Mountaineering Club on the 16th floor. I'm Tony Castricone with head coach Kalen DeBoer, and Jalen Polk, the Pac-12 freshman of the week, is joining us now. I want to let you know you can predict the outcome of Husky games throughout the season uh, with the free-to-play purple and gold pick'em game. Simply answer questions and win prizes, including game day VIP experiences, autographed merchandise, and more. Play purple and gold pick them now inside the Go Huskies app. I want to know how you guys got to know each other. As the, you know, Kaylin, you're announced the head coach. And I, I know the first thing you do is you're re-recruiting all the current players on the team saying, hey, I want you to be part of what it is that we're trying to build. As you're doing a crash course on the re- these returning players, what was your initial impression of Jalen Polk only had the three games on tape due to the injury, but but what did you know about him going in?
5: Well, I mean, it was part of what I already kind of said, where it was what other people were saying, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, you know just the character traits that he had and the leadership qualities, um, and then you know you flip on the film and you see the the touchdown catch, you know, you see you see some of those plays, and you, know, you keep digging on other uh, in other ways, and you just realize like, man, this is a guy we got to have in our program, and. Uh, we gotta we gotta make sure we get what we are gonna do with him across to him, mm. you know, and so so that he can he can feel really good about this is uh, the place he needs to be and and um, you know we can keep moving forward and so um, that that was a huge part. I know Coach Grubb and myself, uh, you know, really sitting down and showing cutups and showing clips, you know, right. right. I mean, just trying All to right. really make All sure, right. you know. And here's not just how we did it last year. Here's how we did it two years ago four years ago six years ago you know what i mean just showing all the different ways that it can happen because every team is different every got every team that we've been on you know it's got a little different uh style to it i mean there's a lot of similarities but just how we do it might you know i've had teams where something that you do you know you want to take it to the next one and it's just you try as hard as you can but it's just it's it's not who you are yeah you know and so you, you go to this package of plays and this uh this set, But, uh, man, it's great to have J.P. here for sure.
1: Jalen, what, what's your memory of the first time that you actually got to meet one-on-one with Coach DeBoer? What was that meeting like?
11: You know, of course, just coming from, you know, two different staffs and, you know, coming to UW and the, the staff, is leaving this kind of like man this whole process again but yeah you know one thing i can say about coach deborah and his staff he they care for their players and i've noticed that from you know the first time that that we've met you know they 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 really really wanted us and you know i, I really appreciate you know the the hard work that they put into us in order for us to be successful
1: how did he make you
11: feel convinced of that you know, that, that he really cared that much you know that just the, the past and uh just Mike Penix coming in, and yeah. you know Mike Penix coming in. Of course, you know that that kind of sparks a sparks something in your head. Like you know, Mike Penix want to come and play with you know a, a great a great a great organization. So you know, it sparks something like, man, you know he this guy must really really love Coach DeBoer and 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 trusts that he has something great. Hmm. Interesting. What um what was your first memory of the first time you met Mike? You know, Mike uh, came in, and you know, the first thing that popped up in my head when he came to the locker room was his accent, and cause he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's from Tampa. <laughs> yeah, he's he's from Florida, so it's like, you know, you usually up here you really don't hear much guys uh, with the southern accent. <laughs> so it, it was very it was very strong, and it, and it caught me off guard, but it was, it was awesome.
1: Yeah, and and how about Coach Grubb? What was the you know first chance that you had to meet him? Because I mean, I know that's that's. Every bit as big as as Coach DeBoer trying to sell you on,
11: hey, stick around. We've got plans for you. That's got to be there with Coach Grubb, too. You know, when I sat down with Coach Grubb in the meeting rooms and, you know, we're just sitting there going over, you know, his schemes and the the things that he's done, you can tell that he's very passionate in what he does. And and he's a winner, you know. And, you know, that's a part of the process of, of trusting that they have great things that that's going to happen and, and I believe in it mm-hmm. and then finally coach Shepard what
1: did he make you drop and give him 20 the first time you met him like <laughs> what what was <laughs> like I, I can't even imagine kind of the introduction did he meet you guys as a room or did he meet with you one-on-one as kind of the as the first introduction
11: you know he came and 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 he talked uh with coach DeBoer and uh had a chance to meet him and and, you know his energy and just his passion for the game as well and it all adds up to uh, what coach DeBoer wants to bring in and and do for this program. It's just like almost every single coach has that same uh, mentality of of, of wanting to win and wanting the best for their players and you know and it it caught my eye.
5: Yeah I remember remember, uh, there was a workout or something and and, uh, we got I'm sure JP was a part of that uh, just a chance to sit with coach Shep and and, uh, you know, I asked those guys afterwards, and I wanted to make sure that they got, yeah. you know, that we got the stamp of approval from them, you know. I knew how I felt, and I've had a good relationship uh, that goes way back, you know, since like 2014 with yeah. Coach Shep. But, you know, these guys are the ones, and they felt it right
1: away. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard not to with him. I mean, he's <laughs> They just felt it and heard it. Yeah.
11: Yeah. <laughs> felt <laughs> it and <laughs> heard it.
1: But, I mean, it's it, – like there's something about him that's just so – genuine and so uh infectious i mean you know there's the theatrics that that you could see him on stage at raise the wolf and it's entertaining and all that stuff but but just the person to person connection with him i mean he's he's a really unique person in in the most positive way right right right. yeah what what do you see
11: yeah i see that same thing that you see you know inside that room every single day not only does you know he care about us but he cares about our families mm. and and I feel like that's that's a key part of, of this game you know uh, we're not only just just football players but we're human beings as well and he's big on family and faith and and I love that about him. Yeah, so cool. All
1: right, we got more on the Husky Football Coaches Show with Jalen Polk, head coach Kalen DeBoer. Dogs readying themselves for a date with the Stanford Cardinal coming up Saturday at 7.30. We'll uh, talk to JP and head coach DeBoer after this from Coors Light.
10: Saturdays are made for football, and when the game is on, we're finally off. (laughs) Off duty, offline, out of office. A correct Coors Light is our do not disturb message to the world. On game day, we don't think about the 9-5, to but worry about the 4th and 1. So this Saturday, grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. Coors Light. Mountain-cold refreshments. Made to chill. Proud partner of Husky Athletics. 2021 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly.
4: We're back, dogs! and University Bookstore has everything Husky fans need to gear up for the return of football season. Shop the largest selection of officially licensed Husky gear from top brands like Adidas, Champion, Tommy Bahama, and even more exclusive gear only available at University Bookstore and ubookstore.com. University Bookstore is 100% Husky, 100% official, and 100% you. Stop by our store or visit ubookstore.com for the best selection of official Husky gear today. This is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield.
8: It's time to bring the big game to your backyard with battery power made by Steel. Our AK homeowner system battery tools start at just one ninety nine ninety nine. Find yours at over ten thousand local dealers. Steel is a proud supporter of your Washington Huskies. Real Steel. Find yours. All prices SNWSRP.
6: Ready to get back in the game? Great news. The movement experts at RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists can help you find relief and results and keep you off the sidelines. With over 40 convenient locations across greater Seattle, contact RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists today at retptgroup.com to see a physical therapist. RET Physical Therapy and Healthcare Specialists. A proud sponsor of Washington Athletics and trusted choice for keeping Huskies fans
1: in the game. Westover motions from right to left as Penix goes under center. Cam Davis, the back in the ballgame, play fake. Rolling out, Penix is going to air
9: it out. Wide open, Jalen
1: Polk behind everybody. He's going to
9: house call. A hat trick for Jalen Polk. His third touchdown catch today. My goodness, Michael Penix, are you serious? 54 yards, dogs blown it open. It's 35 to 14.
1: How much fun did we have on Montlake on Saturday night? As uh, the Huskies move to 3-0 without that win against Michigan State, a three-touchdown game for our guest tonight, Jalen Polk. And, um, man, tell me about this rapport that you guys as a receiving room have built with Mike Penix, because it seems like the timing on some of these throws, it's almost like you guys are just, like, on the same wavelength. Like, your, your head space, it, you know exactly what to expect from one another on every single pass, it seems like.
11: You know, it's a it's a standard that that is set in each position room on a team. So the standard is the standard, and you know we know that each and every day that we have to go out there and make the plays for our quarterbacks. You know, uh, Mike does a great job of putting it where where it needs to be at the right time, and sometimes you know we not we might not be able to you know run the right route but or we might kind of tweak something a little bit but you know Mike does a great job of doing what he's supposed to do and and getting it work to where it needs to be
1: yeah yeah I mean it's it's so much fun to watch coach and I mean yes Mike deserves a lot of credit but these wide receivers being you, you always talk about the precision in the routes the precision in lining up in the right place they need to be where the ball is mm-hmm. going to go before <laughs> you know i mean the ball gets delivered a lot of times before they're even looking for it
5: yeah they they are practice i mean they just put so much into each practice and what you see now is them uh them wanting to take it you know the players are making it an offense now you know mm. their plays on paper there's install cutups that we show them uh, but now they're making their plays and they're putting it into an offense and Um, They're talking about the details, you know, what if we see this look? What if we see this look, you know, or that look? And um, they're talking through things, and they they know the flexibility they have within the offense and how, you know, this route might convert and this route might, you know. And now they're able to take, uh, you know, because they know kind of the baseline piece from Coach Grubb to Coach Shep. Uh, you know, what uh, what they're able to do.
1: Yeah, so cool. Uh, Jalen, we got about 30 seconds left. Tell me real quick, you, you get to open Pac-12 play this weekend against Stanford. What are you most looking forward to, and what are some keys to, to knocking off the Cardinal?
11: You know, our, our identity of this team is, is smart, tough, and physical, so, you know, we look forward to having a great start, and we know those guys are going to come and, and compete each and every play, and we have to be ready for that. All right, sounds great. Can't wait for it. It'll be a
1: 740 kickoff at Huskies stadium our pregame coverage on the uh, statewide network will begin at 5 30 on saturday night locally here in seattle on flagship station 93.3 fm kjr it'll be a 3 30 pregame show with uh, the husky honks outside husky stadium for kaylin DeBoer, for jalen Polk, for engineer terry ryan alex francis back in our network studios i'm tony Castro. thanks for listening to the husky football coaches show on the washington sports network from learfield
4: This has been the Husky Football Coaches Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield. The Husky Football Coaches Show was brought to you by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky football and your next move. The proceeding has been a Learfield presentation of the Washington Sports Network.